0: This is Keep It Spicy.
1: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Keep It Spicy. I'm with my girl Shuba.
0: Hello, hello everybody. And I'm with my girl Vita, And we're actually going to go ahead and get started with a quote. So this quote is, it's not by someone anonymous, but I really don't know how to pronounce their name. So you should look it up. (laughs) But (laughs) the quote is, life is too short to wear boring clothes.
1: Yes. I'm snapping. You guys can't see it, but I'm snapping a lot.
0: And so speak, speaking of clothes, have you, Vita, have you bought any clothes lately? Um, I got a top from Marshalls. I didn't buy this. I kind of got it for free, but like I had to pay shipping, I guess. I got a top from this uh, store called Cotton, K-O-T-N. It's a Toronto retailer um, and it's like the all their clothes are made of Egyptian cotton Mm. hence the name cotton so i got one from there speaking of clothes and all of that we're actually gonna use that as a segment into this week's topics which is fast fashion so could you get us started on what fast fashion is yeah so according to the good trade
1: fast fashion can be defined as cheap trendy clothing that samples ideas from the catwalk or celebrity culture and turns them into garments in high street stores. And this happens at a very fast rate. Investopedia also elaborates by saying that as a result of this trend, the tradition of introducing new fashion lines on a seasonal basis is being challenged. In fact, today's fast fashion retailers introduce new products multiple times in a single week just to stay on trend.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sounds like a lot. Why why should we care? (laughs) Why should we care if this happens? So in, basically, in order to move past fast fashion and into a more like sustainable industry, um, we all actually have to be on the same page about what exactly we're pushing against. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons why. So I'm going to actually talk about why I started looking into fast fashion or rather tried to start looking away from fast fashion. So one was um, I have worked in retail um, and I was fortunate enough to work at com- companies that were fair trade. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I never really thought about it, but yeah, I saw it. That was always on the back of my mind. Um, I would say for like the past three, four years, I never truly thought about like all of this stuff until now, because, um, I was actually applying to a few jobs that were local. So local to Toronto, or like local to where I am. And they were also retail stores that I was applying to. So I was applying to like marketing roles on their, like the, The headquarter teams Um, and obviously everything got put on hold during the pandemic so that was where I realized the importance of like supporting like local businesses as opposed to like huge conglomerates because I was like okay whoa I'm I want to work with this company that does these amazing things for the local, for you know for our local community and they're also sourcing their ingredients using sustainable practices and paying their employees and doing all these things to help benefit the community and I was like now that there's a pandemic everything shut down and like it just it just really was like a wake-up call that I was like wow like this is affecting the store and because of that it's affecting how much money they're or like the revenue even though like even though I think all these stores are actually doing a little bit not all but some of them are doing a bit better because now because since they're still e-commerce everybody's able to buy from them during the pandemic but like long story short it was like yeah because I was trying to work at these companies I was like oh wow this is actually pretty important that's where I started the conversation with myself to like look into it more like to sustainable fashion a bit more. Um, and you know, now I want to buy clothing that is, yeah, that is more sustainable or has like sustainable ethical means of sourcing their ingredients and that also pay their workers ethically. Um, obviously I'm not perfect. I'm just starting to like look into this and do research, but hopefully, um, after this week's podcast episode, I'll be one step closer to doing that. (laughs)
1: Yes. I actually wasn't too familiar with this concept until recently, to be honest. And I think like after hearing about it, I'm like, OK, yeah, this is really bad. And we'll, of course, go into the details of like, all the negative impacts that fast fashion has on our society. But also at the same time, like I'm a college kid and I'm like really broke right now. Um, and, you know, you're sometimes- not broke. You're in the process <laughs> <of> getting rich. <laughs> well, but you know what I mean? fast fashion can be very it's definitely not something that I plan on like changing immediately it's definitely going to be a slow step-by-step process but um there are alternatives that we will like address and I think it's worth to try and change my shopping lifestyle um to you know benefit our environment and like just our well-being itself Um, So yeah, it's, I'll try my best to change. To better understand this, let's do a quick crash course on the history of fashion. So up until the mid 20th century, the fashion industry ran on four seasons a year. It was fall, winter, spring, and summer. Designers would work many months ahead to plan for each of the seasons and predict what the consumers would love and want to buy. Although more methodical than fashion today the system took away agency from consumers for instance before fashion became accessible to masses it was prescribed to high society and there are rules that were followed.
0: Of course like when you know the industrial revolution planted the seeds for what we know fashion to be today but it wasn't as drastic as the current climate is until you know things picked up about like around the 1960s so from the swinging decade the industry only quickened its pace and like of course lowered its cost however it reached a point of no return a few decades later according to the Sunday Styles Times where quote-unquote it particularly came to the fore during the vogue for boho chic in the mid-2000s.
1: So fast fashion utilizes trend re- replication, rapid production, and low-quality materials in order to bring inexpensive styles to the public. Unfortunately, this results in harmful impacts to the environment, human well-being, and our wallets, and we will elaborate on this a little later.
0: So most of the companies that actually fall under the fast fashion category are currently replicating streetwear and, you know, these fashion week trends as they appear in real time. So this means. Um, the lead time can often be less than a couple weeks. So by creating new desirable styles weekly, these brands are able to create like massive amounts of clothing and make sure that the customer basically just never gets tired of their store's inventory.
1: So fun fact, with the amount of clothing that each retailer has, there are a few young people left out of their target market. So today's companies like H&M and Forever 21 both get daily shipments of new styles, while Topshop introduces 400 styles a week on its website. And to maximize their profits, fast fashion industries replace items that sell out with newer styles, making older clothes outdated and unfashionable. This makes us want to constantly keep shopping. And I think it's noteworthy to mention that in this process of replacing older clothes, they also steal and copy ideas from independent artists. So overall, they have very
0: inauthentic fashion. Like, bottom line, the entire thing is super rushed. And for that, like, trendy bomber jacket to, like, you know, land on the Forever 21 store floor before it's deemed too late, there are a lot of consequences. So because clothing is made in such a In such a rushed manner brands are selling severely like low quality merch there's not enough time for like proper quality control um or to make a shirt that has like the right amount of buttons when there's like you know such an urgency from the brand to get the clothing um basically into the crowd of their customers hands so it's a quote by lucy siegel who's an author and journalist fast fashion isn't free someone somewhere is paying On a more
1: serious note, as we mentioned before, fast fashion impacts a lot more than our wallets. There's a significant environmental impact and human rights violation. So now we're going
0: to delve into some of these issues. What do you think it means when it says it affects our wallets? Because these are supposed to be cheap clothes. So how is that affecting our wallets? I think because it's cheap
1: that we keep falling into this toxic cycle of where we just want to keep buying Um, you know if we buy one jacket that's hundred dollars we when we think about it we're like okay it's really expensive versus if we buy like five different clothes but each of them are two dollars we're gonna be like oh I didn't spend that much and we're gonna keep buying so I think it's that cycle that makes it very toxic and ultimately makes us spend more money also fashion is evolving constantly right like we see some of these companies are introducing new fashion um, every week so that just makes what we have outdated and with like our whole societal pressures on staying like very hip and looking nice with all of those pressures. I think we're forced to keep evolving with society and like, you know, just we're trying to keep up with fashion, but we can't. And ultimately we just end up spending a lot.
0: No, I agree. And I think more than that, it's also like, think of it like this. Like if you have to spend like $10 to get a, a shirt, that's like low quality versus $80 to get like an authentic cotton, ethically sourced shirt. Like mm-hmm. to us, it may be like, oh, this is obviously I'm paying so much more for this thing when I could just be paying $10 for this. But if it's low quality, odds are it's going to tear or break or rip or whatever very, very quickly. So you're going to have to spend another $10 to get the same shirt. That's also going to rip super quick. So you're mm-hmm. you're basically, yeah, you're you're handcuffing yourself into this vicious cycle of just buying low quality material and then having to spend money on replenishing replenishing your like shirts or whatever like replenishing yourself of these materials because they keep wearing and tearing out so fast versus Mm -hmm. spending the money to buy one article of clothing that you know is going to stay with you forever like think of it like this like a winter jacket like I spent like a good solid amount of money on my winter jacket but I've had it for like years now and like I'm gonna keep using it until until it's completely deteriorated like yeah it's expensive but versus me spending like 100 or 200 dollars every year to get a winter jacket that rips or isn't cold or like doesn't do the job you know it's like it's you're you're putting your money where the quality is when you buy sustainably. Mm
1: -hmm. I definitely agree.
0: So all of the elements of fast fashion so like trend replication um, you know rapid production being low quality and then the whole like competitive like cheap pricing um, all of this add up or all of these add up to having a large impact on the environment and the people involved in its production. It's very important to realize and keep in mind. The environmental damage, which the fashion industry, you know, continues to create, is in large basically due to fast fashion. Um, So brands like Forever 21, they use these toxic chemicals, dangerous dyes, like synthetic fabrics that seep into water supplies in foreign countries where the clothing is actually made, and also at home where the clothing is bought and washed and all of the effort just goes to waste because we
1: ultimately just throw the clothes away Each year, the clothing that is simply thrown away amounts to 5% of all landfill space. The US alone is responsible for about 11 million tons of waste. These garments are full of lead, pesticides, and countless other chemicals. And further, the garments almost never break down and end up spending their whole life releasing these toxic chemicals in the air and polluting nearby streams and soil. According to a recent report, the textile industry emits more greenhouse gas emissions than. And international shipping and aviation combined, fast fashion's carbon footprint is giving huge industries like air travel and
0: oil a run for their money. Um, a garment's workers' health is also constantly being jeopardized through their, um, you know, long hours, the lack of resources. Then they're they're also exposed to like the harmful chemicals, and then of course, like sometimes there's or like often physical abuse. And the people who actually make fast fashion clothing. Have been confirmed to be underpaid, they're underfed, and then of course they're also like uh, pushed to their limits because there are often like just very few other options for them.
1: So fast fashion uses cheap labor that is often sourced from sweatshops. So sweatshops are factories or workshops where workers are employed
0: for long hours and minimal wages in poor working conditions. So we're briefly going to talk about the hashtag pay up movement for like workers in Bangladesh. So the source for this is Kristen Leo's YouTube video, Fast Fashion, explained in under five minutes. So basically, in short, sweatshop workers in Bangladesh earn like $33 a month, which is very, very, very low, by the way, and which is also way below the living wages of like $60 per month. They're often forced to work 14 to 16 hours a day, often in hazardous working conditions. The workers are also exposed to harmful and carcinogenic chemicals. So for those of you who don't know, carcinogenic means
1: like cancer inducing. Um, And also since 1990, more than 400 workers have died and thousands have been wounded in 50 major factory fires. Female workers also face sexual harassment and no access to maternity leave. It gets worse. There's also the prevalence of child and slave labor. And these factory managements, are so cruel because in many of these cases, they prohibit the creation of trade unions, which ultimately prevents workers from defending their rights. So Shoba, did you know about this beforehand or is this something that you just came across?
0: I knew that laborers were being outsourced in like Asian countries and then being underpaid. I knew about all of that because as I mentioned, like I, when I worked retail when I was in university, um, I did work mm-hmm. for like a company that was a cer- that's a certified benefit corporation. So basically believes in using business as like a means of providing good, like business mm-hmm. for good. Um, and they were fair trade also. So like I was aware that like, I was working in this company, and that was not the norm. That like other companies usually, yeah, they didn't really care too much about where their ingredients were being sourced, and like they didn't care about the people in these countries in like Africa or India or wherever, and how mm-hmm. they were being paid. I obviously knew that this this is a this is something that happens in the world where people are underpaid and their labor is being outsourced. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about the pay up the hashtag pay up movement until maybe like last week, so until recently, because mm-hmm. um, one of my friends is um he's from Bangladesh so he and his mm-hmm. wife posted and they're also influencers so they posted about a little bit about the pay up movements that was a bit more new for me um but I, ha- mm-hmm. I am aware that like people have like labor is being outsourced especially because like labor is so cheap like in countries in like Southeast Asia or in Africa so I mm-hmm. I, I was very aware of that what about you
1: no same I know that it's been like outsourced obviously these big companies don't just sit and make all these clothing you know so I knew about that but I didn't know that like you know we talked about like how so many workers have died um, because of like the bad working conditions I just did not know because to me it's like oh they're just sitting and making clothes like how can they just suddenly die you know it was just really a hard concept for me to get so like hearing that and reading about all of this movement and just seeing the you know the whole movement pop up on social media like that was a huge wake-up call to like you know really be more mindful of um the effects of fast fashion so yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely shocking um yeah so
0: what are alternatives to fast fashion so as you may have guessed it slow fashion <laughs> is an alternative <laughs> So basically, uh, which is really funny because I never thought of it as slow fashion, but uh, yeah, an alternative to fast fashion is slow fashion or basically just like a movement towards, uh, you know, mindful manufacturing, fair labor rights, you know, sourcing natural materials and having or purchasing, like making and then purchasing lasting garments. So conscious fashion basically means that there are brands or communities and individuals. As I mentioned, I had applied to like... um, the marketing team on some of to some of these places that do exist so yeah they do exist that a lot of them you'll find are local a lot of like individuals who are fighting for you know uh paying their workers appropriately and ethically and then sourcing these materials from the earth and you know sustainable methods so mm-hmm. buying a garment from a responsible brand ensures that you have agency over your personal style you're getting a good quality product and then mm-hmm. also you're protecting those that need it the most you're you're helping the entire cycle if that makes sense mm-hmm.
1: yeah for sure and according to blogger Jen Gale the, who's a creator of sustainable ish living guide some easy alternatives you can practice are shop your own wardrobe you know we often don't re-wear our clothes um, and then sometimes we forget we have stuff so just look for things that you haven't worn Um, And then you can shop secondhand. So, you you know, go to local charities or thrift stores. You can participate in a swish or swap. So swishing is basically just a fancy word for clothes swapping party. Um, You can rent clothes and, you know, like Shiba said, just shop ethically at sustainable fashion stores. And even though this whole situation seems like it's not in your hands, it definitely is. You are the consumer, so you have all the power. Just think and act carefully when you make your shopping choices. Have you done any of these alternative practices? I participated in like shopping in my own wardrobe. So just like looking for things I haven't worn recently. Um, and also when I was small, like some of my friends used to hand me down some of their clothes. So I've definitely, um, you know, worn their clothes as I grew up. But I have never rented clothes or um, shop secondhand. Um, and of course, I think I have shopped ethically at sustainable fashion stores as well. Not too often because it's very pricey, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, have
0: you done any of it? I have done all of the above except renting clothes. I'm trying to think if I have oh, okay. rented clothes, um, because like, I don't know, I didn't have like prom or like, I don't know. I didn't, I never needed to rent something that was so expensive that okay. I could only rent it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I have like, yeah, I have like looked at my wardrobe literally since the beginning of the year. I've been donating a lot of clothes that I no longer, that I have been storing, but no longer wear as well so that other people can use Mm -hmm. them. Um, I have gone thrifting. I don't do it often, not because Mm -hmm. I don't like it. It's just that maybe it's just the thrift stores that I've been to. They just, the clothes just don't speak to me, but Mm -hmm. I have like, I have gone thrifting and I, I should do it more. Um, Mm -hmm. I have participated in a clothes swap. In fact, like this the The past December, so like december twenty nineteen, or like the most recent winter, I needed more winter sweaters, like a mm. lot more winter sweaters. I think I had only like one or two. And mm-hmm. now I have like a solid five, all which of all of which I got for free at a clothes swap party. So oh, okay. basically, my friend organized a clothes swap where all of us had to bring clothes that we didn't need. And mm. yeah, we basically look around and i I, yeah, I grabbed like three or four sweaters from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the clothes that are left over that nobody, that, you know, that still nobody wants, they donated it to a charity. So mm-hmm. I have participated in that. And I am also trying, yeah, I'm trying to shop for more, um, sustainable fashion stores. I will admit this is not something that I can just like, it's not like a switch where it's like, all of a sudden you're going to turn off, like, you're going to totally stop, mm-hmm. stop like, you know, like forever 21 or H and M, like, I feel like this is like a slow, gradual movement. And, you know, I think at least for me, I have to consciously tell myself. no 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 no. if I don't want that don't buy it and also like if I do want that is there a place that I can get it for better quality you know Mm -hmm. so it it is definitely something that I'm trying to be more conscious of and I am making that effort to do but it's not like it's not an easy switch sure
1: it's like a whole lifestyle change right like you've been growing up thinking oh like buy whatever is cheapest and now like you have to you know consider all these other environmental factors and like these human rights violations that's happening in the world so it's definitely like a huge turn in like how we're socialized to shop you know so I
0: definitely get that yeah the biggest one is also just like as I said before the pandemic just really hit me with the pandemic because yeah because it was like a lot of the local businesses got shut down and it just really makes you realize how much how important it is to support local businesses at a time Mm -hmm. like this for sure sure why do you think it's important to support local businesses important because you need to be able to depend on if not your local community you need to depend on like your country's um like production of material for example like when we had the pandemic like we were running out of like PPE and masks and like all that type of stuff because we weren't getting enough shipped in so that is a time where like yeah, you should support your local business. If your like local store started making all these equipment, buy it from them because first of all, it's faster because it's coming from them, and then second of all, it's it's supporting them. It's helping them keep their employees like still working. Like you know, you're giving people jobs, and then of course you're also like supporting the local businesses. You're showing respect to these local business owners because um, local business owners don't usually have a lot of funds to like you know go big or go home. So when you buy local you're basically respecting that they're getting out there every day and doing their best to make like an honest living for the most part against all the competition out there. So I think shopping for local businesses or like regular shopping at least shows them the respect that you have for them. And then you're also bringing character to the commercial world. Commercial world is like full of companies that, you know, they all offer like identical options. So it's hard to find anything like entirely unique anymore. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think those are some of the reasons.
1: I definitely agree with like everything you said and like, you know, local businesses are owned and operated by basically our neighbors. Right. So they care about us and we should care about them as well. Most of the money that we pay them like goes towards enhancing our local communities. And I think that's very important. Um, and like you said, they offer more jobs for um, people in our community. And in some sectors, they even pay like better wages for people in our community. (laughs) Um, Local stores help sustain like a vibrant compact um, town, which is essential in reducing the sprawl automobile use and just the habitat loss. Um, So I think that like it not only enhances our community um, economically, but just even visually, it's nice to, you know, go down walking or shopping with a friend on your street and just have fun. I think it brings our community closer together. Um, And I also bet that, like, probably these local stores have a lower carbon footprint and they don't use, like, workers from different countries, like you said. I think, like, like it ensures diversity and each store is creative. So let's support our neighbors, folks.
0: Yes, let's do that. And there's simple ways of doing that, like, something as simple and, and free, like, following them on social media or, like, promoting their, like, deals or, like, sales or, like, announcements or, you know, things like that in your network. These are all free ways free ways in which you can support them as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can donate money to these nonprofits
0: as well. All right. Now <laughs> moving on to another, to the more peppy part of the episode. Um, we're going to be having our question session. What is your favorite movie genre?
1: I have to say it's a tied between rom-com and, like, thrillers.
0: What? You like thrillers? I
1: love thrillers.
0: Since when? Since forever. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did not know this. I had no idea you like thrillers. So I would say like rom coms and comedy is like a favorite. And then I also do like um coming of age films.
1: Mmm. Ooh, very selective. Yeah, I like those, yeah. They're a bit more indie,
0: but I like them.
1: Mm. Um, what's your favorite summer drink? Oh honey, I like a nice sangria. Oh, we're taking like drinks. I was just, I was thinking like a caramel frappuccino at Starbucks. Oh, but- oh, no.
0: <laughs> oh you're, you're saying drinks, not drinks. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I like. <laughs> so it depends on where I'm getting it from, but I usually like lattes. So I like a, like a vanilla vanilla latte, or like a vanilla bean latte. Mm-hmm. Or I like if it's from Starbucks, I like a salted caramel mocha with no whipped cream.
1: Oh, on a really warm day, I like a really good lemonade. I think that's a
0: very Ooh, summery Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. What fashion trend do you hope comes back?
1: I really like overalls and mini skirts, so I hope they come
0: Ooh, back. That's cute. I liked wearing a uh, lip gloss a lot. You used to wear it a lot when Ooh. I was in middle school. I feel like now, yeah. like wearing like lipstick or like matte lipsticks or mm-hmm. like I like li- I like that trend of having lip gloss. What's the first physical thing you notice when you meet a guy? Oh, my God. was an instant switch in topics. Um, <laughs> look at his hands. Like, what does that tell you? Uh, if there are feminine, like, slender, soft-looking hands, it's like, man, this mm-hmm. done no work in his life. <laughs> um, I, I, I like a nice... Yeah, I like a hand that looks like he's punched some walls. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. No, I like, a hand <laughs> that, yeah, I like a hand that looks like he works out. Or, like, just okay. looks like he work.
1: That's nice. I like that. I look at his lips. I try to guess how good he's at
0: kissing. Oh (laughs) my gosh. (laughs) If your childhood had a smell, what would it be? Ooh, um, I'm
1: thinking like freshly baked warm chocolate chip cookies right out of the oven.
0: Ooh, I like that. Mine would be a really thick homemade margarita like a pizza
1: that's nice I love pizza that brings us to our next question what's your favorite pizza topping
0: oh how many toppings are we doing as much as you want so I like it with tomatoes I like it with mushrooms I like it with olives and then yeah that's about it yeah and like it's like seasoning Um, like oregano um, that sounds super
1: yummy I like myself some red bell peppers and some spinach and also some seasoning i like that
0: spinach on pizza i'm into it i'll take it
1: (laughs) all right you guys so that concludes our episode thank you so much for tuning in remember to follow us on spotify and on instagram at underscore keep it spicy
0: Let us know if you liked this episode. If you did, tell us what else you'd like us to talk about. And if you didn't like us, tell us what more you'd like us to talk about instead. Um, So like, like our posts, comment, and of course, share our podcast and our content with friends. And on that note, keep it spicy. Yours truly, XX.